0: Are you ready to eliminate your credit card processing fees? Visit www.pairpayments.com and use code Jake for a $250 Visa gift card when you join today. Welcome back to the Under Pressure Podcast, your favorite business building podcast for the pressure washing industry. And today, I'm very excited to have someone with us who I actually met at the huge convention down in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, we had a, some great conversations and I'm very excited to, to have you share your story, how you got into this industry and, and what you're doing. So Eric, uh, thank you. Oh, I should introduce you first, actually. So this is Eric Sprague. Eric is one of the co-owners of Super Tech University and interesting enough, his co-host and co-owner, so they actually do a podcast as well, the Blue Collar Nation podcast. The co-owner of Super Tech University and the co-host of the Blue Collar Nation podcast with Eric is Larry Wilberton and Eric and Larry were college roommates, if
1: you can believe that. So that is a crazy story right there, Eric. It's a lot of years and... uh... And we fight a lot still from it. <laughs> so not, I'm sure. Not much. You, you know, it's funny. You know, we were 18 years old when we met and, you know, we're mid-50s now and like it's nothing's changed. I mean, yeah. we're grayer and fatter and older, but like it's the same deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a story hey, so. how Larry and I became business partners though, Jake. Really? So, yeah. So. You know, we both had, like, corporate careers before we went into the home service space. Mm-hmm. And I, I left mine, and I wanted to start some sort of home service business. I wasn't sure what at the time. And so I started a home inspection and air duct cleaning business at the beginning before we got into restoration. And uh, I needed a business partner. Like, I was, couldn't scale past me, and I was in the truck all the time. And I thought of Larry. And Larry and I were like a couple meatheads in the gym. All through college, you know, and we went to school at Keene State College in Keene, New Hampshire. And there's a lot of snow, a lot of snow there. And we used to like trudge through like waist deep snow some days to get to the gym. We were super dedicated. And uh, I remember when I, I called my dad, who's, you know, just, he was a very kind of just no BS guy. And I'm like, I'm thinking of like Larry for a business partner. What do you think? And he goes, he said something effective like see the idiot that used to trudge through the snow every day no matter what the weather to go to the gym with you and I said yeah and he goes he'll be fine. He'll be he's huh. a worker. He'll be fine. And and he was right. My dad was right. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. that, that is Larry's story. And he is right. You can't teach grit.
1: No. No, and Larry's got it in spades. Larry's you know a hard hard worker. So, uh anyway, we, uh, so, okay, go ahead, man. So today, we'll
0: sorry to interrupt, but today I want to just give them a brief, uh, a brief little intro to what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about, uh, some of the things you've learned through your podcast, the blue collar nation. I want to talk a little bit about super tech university, how it started what you guys do. And we're, and I think through that, we're going to be talking about soft skills today. Is that right? Sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. Never, I never thought I'd have a career in something called soft skills. Seems weird. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But, and I know it's very interesting and, and super important today. So let's just dive right into it. What is it that you do with, uh, with Super Tech University and, and how to get started?
1: Sure. Yeah, I was going to say, let's, let's figure out how it got started first, right? So Larry and I are a, of a certain age where we grew up in the trades as kids where, you know, You were a helper and they told you to shut up. And, you know, if you did something wrong, they told you you were stupid and they'd probably throw a pipe wrench at your head. And if you ducked enough times, you stuck around and now you're one of the guys, right? And when I say guys, because back then it was predominantly male. And uh, so all these years later, after we, you know, we both went to college and had, you know, corporate type jobs. And when we started in the home service business, we literally went right back to our childhood where, we were acting like the bosses that we didn't like that we had as, Mm -hmm. as younger people. Right. Because we just didn't know that we just thought that was leadership or that was training or we, we, we had no clue. Right. And our home service business was at the beginning, almost successful in spite of itself because Larry and I just worked so hard to like keep it going, but we could not keep anybody in the building, you know, um, I mean, this is way before the Great Resignation. So people didn't just bail on a job quite as easily, but we had high, high turnover and a lot of disengagement. And it was just like we couldn't grow past a certain level because we couldn't keep the people working with us long enough for them to get good and autonomous and working on their own. So it was like a super mm-hmm. owner-centric business where we're involved in everything because we didn't trust them to do a good job. So... You know, we just had to take a deep look in the mirror and say, if we want to have a business like the one that we really want to own, we are obviously the problem. So, you know, I started kind of doing research on, you know, millennials and generation. Well, Generation Z wasn't working yet, but mostly millennials. Larry and I are very kind of early Generation X, like right on the boomer line. And we realized Mm -hmm. that our management style didn't gel with the people that worked for us. Like it just – they didn't think how we thought and that you know having a leadership style that was a lot more inclusive and a lot more training-oriented and a lot more communicative and and having a lot of reviews and all that, that that probably would yield us the result that we actually wanted. Mm -hmm. So I went away to John Maxwell's leadership training certification course because I needed to become a better leader other than just shut up and do the work, right? You know, I mean, that's how I grew up. Just shut the up and work. Like I thought that was leadership, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and it's not, I learned, I learned that it's not. So I, uh, I went there and it was a life changing thing. And then we also joined a group called the inner circle through a gentleman named Howard Partridge, who became our mentor. And now I'm actually a coach in the inner circle. So it's kind of, I've gone full circle, but, uh, (laughs) I came back a different person, Jake. I came back a person who was like, "No, I need to invest in and train my people to do the things that I want them to do." And you know, if you really look at it, a lot of the people in a home service space come from—they're predominantly male, young males. Usually, quite young, nineteen to twenty-four, something along those lines, uh, where we were anyway, and I think goes to a lot of places. You know, didn't like school, not going to go to college. A lot of times, didn't come from the greatest family or neighborhood, right? So they they were lacking these requisite soft skills to please our million-dollar clients. So yeah. there was a disconnect. So Larry and I, Larry runs around trade shows with a fireman's outfit on. You've seen him doing that. And he walks up to people and says, hey, do you have technicians? And they say, yeah. He goes, you spend all day putting out fires in the field? And they go, yeah. And then all of a sudden they realize why he's got a fireman's outfit on. And that's what we were doing. And what does that do? That does not allow a business to scale at any level. Because the owner or the managers are spending so much time putting out fires, they're not actually at the business of making money and growing. Mm-hmm. So I was just fed up. I was just like, this is ridiculous. We have to figure out this problem so that we don't take all our time putting out fires. So I called a meeting. And at the time, I mean, we probably had 15 technicians and three or four office staff at that time. So we weren't tiny. But, man, we spent a lot of time putting out fires. So I sat down with the, the people in the office, the admin team. And I said, let's go back and play Every callback that we got, we could tag in our system and we listened back to myself and the the three ladies who were running the office. We just sat there at a conference table and listened. And you know what, Jake? Almost every single one, it was never technical in nature. It was not uh, Susie or Timmy didn't do a good job cleaning my carpet. We had a carpet cleaning and restoration business, right? Mm -hmm. It was almost always like, why did your guy walk across my lawn fifty times? I just put that turf down. Why wow. did he? Why did he park his van in my driveway without permission and block my husband in so we, he couldn't get to work? Why? Why did they go to lunch and not tell me when they were coming back or if they were coming back? Right. It was all this like stuff that, like, wouldn't happen to me or Larry. Like we yeah. would go and say, "Hey, is it okay if I park in the driveway?" We would know enough not to walk across the brand new turf 50 times, right? Right. Yeah. So all of a sudden, it just dawned on me, I'm spending all my time training them on these technical skills because I'm thinking the only way I can be successful is if they're good at the actual work that we do. Mm-hmm. But the reality was they were good at the work that we do. And I'm not saying you don't get technical training. You obviously get technical training. But that wasn't where the problems were lying. You know there's an old study, Jake, from Harvard and Stanford and, and I think mm-hmm. the Carnegie Institution that I think it's like 1930s, 1940s and it states that, you know, the study came back that 85% of all success comes from soft skills and only wow. 15% from technical skills and that's all businesses. Yeah. But it makes sense, right? You know, so if yeah. if you you guys are pressure washing, right? You're doing exterior cleaning a lot of your people. You know, when you show up at a house, how you look, where you park, how you go to the door, how you interact with the client, that's the only thing they know how to judge you on. They mm-hmm. figure that everybody that shows up that says they're a pressure washer knows how to wash a house. That yeah. is may or may not be true, but in in the client's mind, that's true. So the only thing they judge that company on is their interaction with the technicians who come and the CSR who answers the phone and, you know, every interaction, they're basing their judgment on us based on a set of metrics that they understand, Mm -hmm. which are those interpersonal touches. So I started having meetings every morning. We had never met. I used to text everybody, you're going here tomorrow and you're going here and, you know, just come in. We'll see each other in the shop for five minutes and let's get out and make money. Yeah. And I, I went to Larry and said, look, we need to have a, a – a, at first I said, I want to have a daily meet, a daily huddle. And he was like, there's no way. We have too many people. That's too expensive, too much labor cost. I said, all right, let me do it once a week. So I did a half hour once a week at the beginning and started talking about not crossing the lawn, don't park in the drive, like doing all these like basic stuff, right? And all of a sudden, you know, we're seeing some improvement and we're seeing increased engagement from the team because I'm asking them, okay, guys, is it a good idea for us to walk across that lawn? And they all go, no. And like, okay, what are what are some points that we could do to win points with a client? Hey, let's call them up and tell them we're on our way. Let's pick the newspaper up in the driveway. Let's you know, hold the Amazon box and hand it to them at the front door. Right. So now we're in it together and we're building a culture together. So I went to Larry and said, Hey man, I want to do 15 minutes twice a week opposed to a half hour once a week. You know, of course, Larry's going, no, 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 that's twice a week, you know? And, but I have the data to prove it. Callbacks were down, add-on sales were up, uh, putting out fires was way down. You know, I mean, our job was getting easier So eventually we settled on 15 minutes a day, every single day. And usually that was like a five minute production meeting. If we could get away with it, like, Hey, you're going here, you're going there. But it was great because then a lot of the technicians had been to those houses before. Mm -hmm. They're going, Hey, you know, Mrs. Smith doesn't like when you do this at her house. Okay, cool. I'll remember that. Right. You know, so all of a sudden we're, 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 we're stopping problems before we ever arrive, right? Wow. And then I would do, I would do a, a lesson and Super Tech University, which we're going to talk about, is basically an offshoot of my in-person lessons to our own team. Monday, we do personal development. I have to invest in them personally, not just professionally, because if they're not good at home, if they can't manage their, work, their life outside of work, that's going to bleed into the inside work stuff. You know, there's no, there's no barrier. Like we all love to think, well, you just keep your stuff at home. Well, somebody's getting divorced or they have a, you know, you know, something going on that's coming to work with them. So our job is like, how, how much can I help you at your, with your home life and just your own personal development so that you're doing the best you can outside of work. Right. Then the next thing, Tuesday, we talked about job site behavior. I mean, I used to show up at jobs and see, like, you know, a pipe wrench or a Makita drill sitting on a $50,000 granite countertop, and my head would spin around five times and explode, you, you know? So when we were every Tuesday just having lessons like property protection, wear shoe covers, don't put things on their belongings, you, you know? And, you know, when you do that, you just drip on them every, every Tuesday with that job site behavior. All of a sudden that becomes their new normal. Mm-hmm. They don't do these things anymore, right? Wednesday, we did DISC personality profile or model of human behavior. That was the most powerful thing we've done is DISC. Cause Larry and I learned DISC at a Howard Partridge inner circle conference. And we realized that if, you know, and DISC is a tool to become more self-aware and to communicate with others better because you understand them. Well, mm-hmm. think about that in, in our world. If I understand who I am and what I like and dislike and how I like to be communicated with, well, I might have a coworker that I'm in a van with every day, five days a week, right? So if I understand them and they understand me, we're probably going to get along better. And then when I go to the home site and I see, like, oh, this person is like, I'll use the example, uh, a C personality type, which is you know, heavy, wanting a lot of data and all that. I'm going to slow down and give them the details that they want to feel good about that service experience. Or if they're an I personality type and they just want to make a friend, I'm going to take a couple extra minutes and ask them about their weekend or their cool Corvette sitting in the driveway or whatever, right? So all of a sudden, I have a tool for my technicians to communicate with my clients better and with each other better. And uh, Mm -hmm. can I I tell a quick story about that, Jake? Please, do. Yeah. So... I had a I had a couple of guys in a van together. They had been in the van for a while together. I never knew there was a problem. And one day, uh, one of our service managers, who was their boss, rushed into my office at like four in the afternoon and said, Eric, uh, you know, em- employee A and employee B are in the alley behind the shop and they're about to start throwing fists at each other. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. World War Three, you know.
0: I said, well, bring them
1: in. Bring them in. We'll figure it out. So the two guys sat down. They were both young, 23, 22, 23. And uh, I'm waiting for, I hate this guy and this freaking guy and, you know, all this stuff. And they both took a deep breath. And the first guy said, we've been training discs for like a year. First one said, okay, Eric, here's the deal. I'm a high D, which stands for dominant and very task oriented, right? I'm a high D. I want to get in that job. I want to start working. I want to knock that job out and I want to get to my next job. No shenanigans, you know, I want to produce. This guy over here is a high eye. All he wants to do is hang out with the client and chat with them and while I'm losing production time, he's, you know, being, you know, Mr. Social. So then the other guy goes, "Okay, I appreciate that." but I am a high eye and I do talk to the clients, but I feel that part of our mission is to make the client feel good about what we do. So I wanna take some extra time and make sure that they really know us and like us and trust us. And I do understand that it hurts production, but I think he misses the fact that we need to spend a little time with the client. So next Mm -hmm. thing you know, dude, they're going back and forth like having this debate and they're reaching common ground. And they're Mm -hmm. actually sitting there going, okay, well, could you talk to the client for five minutes and not 15 and the other guy's going, okay, well I'll get this prepped and ready while you do that. Next thing you know, like I go, so are we good? They're like, yeah, we're great. Wow. And they were on the van together for two more years.
0: It's, it's crazy to me how using a personality assessment, like a disc assessment has not only given the, them the ability to self reflect and understand where they're at, but, but, kind of arm them to engage because now you can communicate on that even playing field. You're both focusing on the same plane. You know how to interact and how to communicate what you need. That is – that's amazing. That's a great story.
1: Yeah, and you know the interesting thing? They never mentioned each other's name once. Wow. They talked about each other in discs so it was not personal. Yeah. okay wow. so anyway so Thursdays we do sales sales and service because you know a lot of a lot of technicians are sales technicians you know they're mm-hmm. one of their uh, goals is to go in and to see things that needed attention educate clients and get them to purchase more services and then on Fridays we recap and then they have a five question quiz. I basically did the same thing for years in my own service business and I saw the benefits of that. And uh, so after Larry and I, we sold our restoration business in 2018 and then uh, took some time off and um, I had some friends that were kind of talking to me about it and said, hey, could you uh, could you like throw on your phone a couple of videos of what you guys did and, and send them to me so I could see what to do in my morning meetings? I said, yeah, sure. I didn't realize they were playing those in front of their teams. I was just shooting the video to my friends who were plumbers and HVAC guys. And they'd call me back and say, hey, can I get more of those videos? Like, what are you talking about? And They're like, the videos you sent me to play to my team. I'm like, no, I sent those for you so that you could go make a lesson and talk to your team. Like, yeah, I don't want that. I want you to do it, you know? So a business – A business was born from that. So I called Larry and I had, you know, I wasn't living in the same state as him anymore. And uh, I just said, you know, I think there's a market for this. So Mm -hmm. we started Super Tech University and uh, it was called Morning Tech Meeting before Super Tech University. And we did a rebrand because we'd stand at trade shows and people would come say, what do you do? And we'd say, oh, you know, we're Morning Tech Meeting. And as soon as I uttered the word meeting, people would walk away <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, meeting. No, no meeting. Whereas yeah. if it's education, they go, yeah, you know, I need training for my people. So, um, so, that's <laughs> so, an awesome story. so we started and, and like literally COVID hit like right when we started our business, you know, yeah. we, we had our first five trade shows shut down within yeah. a couple of days in March of 2020. Course. And um, we had, we had started a podcast prior to that, like just as a marketing tool. Like we we literally didn't think anybody Jake would ever listen. We were like, well, we'll start this podcast, and then we can send it in our email marketing to you know kind of look like experts if we have expert guests on, and, and we'll we'll do e blasts to our list with a podcast, and maybe that will get their attention. Well. You know, the, the podcast just kind of took off, you know, and all of a sudden we're getting listens in like Russia and Romania and South Africa and England oh, wow. and Australia. And we're just like, how can this be? But uh, COVID then hit and, you know, the whole kind of world was shut down. So all of a sudden it, it it kind of helped us because I started reaching out to guests that probably never would have been on our show, like Al Levy and Ellen Rohr and Tommy Mello and Mike McCallowitz and... They all said yes, <laughs> you, you know? And uh, so we actually, at the beginning of COVID, I believe did like 30 shows in 30 days. Wow. Like we were just podcasting every single day. And, you know, we like we'd have Al Levy on, uh, the seven power contractor talking about, because nobody knew what was going to happen. You know, everybody's freaking out. So we'd have Al on and say, okay, how do you fend off creditors if all of a sudden, you know, you're being shut down and you're your PPL loans haven't come in. And, you know, like we were doing a lot of real world stuff and we gained a pretty big audience from that. So that's almost a blessing, blessing in disguise.
0: So... Funny enough, actually, so obviously, we do a podcast here, and it's it's for a lot of marketing, and a lot of it, too, is to educate um, the industry, because we've said it on the show a million times, rising Tide raises all ships, and as it's produced and sponsored by a payment processing company, Pair Payments, we really want to increase, you know, help everyone increase the standard of the industry. What does that mean? It means more revenue. It means you're growing your businesses. And when we grow, you grow. Or when you grow, we grow. And the whole industry right. grows together. So it is crazy how, how these develop. And I mean, I totally get it. We, we are shocked with this podcast. We have an audience in multiple countries. We, you, you were mentioning some. We it's have cool. the US, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, Mexico, UK, France, Honduras. It's crazy. So it is amazing how you can reach people. People are
1: craving for good information in their space. Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's why I have people like you on on the show. So we can get from from the experts who have done it before. You can cut off the learning curve. And I say all the time, I'm not the expert. I have on the experts that I can get the information from.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting is since we started the podcast and had on so many amazing guests, I mean, I think Larry and I, I, we're closing in on like 190 episodes or so, like somewhere in that vicinity. And um, I have learned, I mean, you know, I owned a service business for 15 years and built it, sold it. And I have learned more about the home service, owning a home service business from being the host of a podcast mm-hmm. than I learned in the 15 years of doing it because you're getting the best of every guest, their yeah. best information. So I always view the podcast as like a master class in owning a service business. And it's my job as like the facilitator to try to get the information, the applicable information out of that guest to the listener, which it's not easy.
0: What- one thing I oh, – it's not easy. And one thing I always say is, hey, home in home services – and you, you've you definitely brought this up. Home services, you're trained on the technical aspects, but what do you lack? How to You're not taught so much how to run the business, and the business side of it is a whole different animal. And that's why we've brought on a lot of – this podcast is focusing on the business side. And then I love what you're doing with Super Tech to focus on the soft side. And you would have never known that if you hadn't audited the complaints you were getting to see, you know – what, what's going wrong on jobs? And it's amazing to me that you were able to audit the complaints and say, hey, this is the real problem. This is where the breakdown is, and here's how to fix it. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break to hear. We're going to take a quick break for a moment to hear a word from our sponsor, Pair Payments. And when we get back, I want to dive a little bit more into Super Tech University and what Eric is, is doing over at Super
1: Tech. So we'll be right back. So we saved well over 250K. Just this quarter we have saved about $30,000 in credit card fees. Probably over $1,000 a month at least. Over $150,000 this year alone. $180,000
0: the first year we worked with them and it's growing every single year. Thank you, bear
1: Payments. Thank you, pair. I would
0: recommend them to anyone. Yeah, I just wish I would have done it sooner. All right, and we are back with Eric Sprague, for- co-founder or co-owner as well of Super Tech University and the co-host of the Blue Collar Nation podcast. And so far, we've had a great episode with Eric talking about uh, the soft skills of the industry and and how important they are to take your business to the next level. There were a lot of issues that Eric wouldn't have known about if he didn't really take a look at and audit what was going on with customer complaints. What what was really the problem or the hangups they were having? So I want to get into now. What exactly is it that Supertech does? What do you have going on there? I want to hear all about Supertech University.
1: Sure, I appreciate that. So you know what we wanted to do was to create an a, a way to get a small amount of information to the tech especially technicians and I'll get into some of the other positions after because we've come out with subsequent offerings for other positions but You know, you can't sit there and drone on with a technician for like a half an hour. Mm -hmm. You know, number one, you can't afford it. You got to get out and make money. But number two, they're not going to listen to you for a half an hour, right? So the whole point of of super tech was – and Jake, I want to make it clear. I'm a technician. Like I'm a technician at heart, right? And when I came back from Maxwell training that I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. I was trying to do it like right square from the books, like all theory. And they literally came to Larry and I and were like, no more lessons. Like, we I, we don't even know what you're talking about. This seems ridiculous. Like, we don't, I don't even want to grow. Like, so <laughs> I was like, crest, I was crestfallen. I'm like, no, this is the answer to fix our problems. And I, I sat down in a chair one night and, you know, I, I was really depressed. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm them. I'm one of them. You know, I just happened to grow up in a household where they trained me on this stuff, right? So I'm like, I need to just be me talking to them like I talk to them about everything else from technician basically to technician and teach them this stuff. So I just completely started doing like three to five-minute lessons a day because that we found was the sweet spot. Like that five minutes, you're starting to lose people after that. So we just want to drip information on them a little bit every day. And, and that they could take that and go out in the field and, and start using it. So Super Tech University, it, it's video training. So what we do, mm-hmm. I, I have recorded for the technician side, I think um, hundred eight, 850 videos so far, three to five wow. minutes on wow. personal development, disk, job site behavior, sales, service. Um, I mean, will they get the same lesson twice? Yes, but it's not the same lesson. They'll get the same topic over and over sometimes, but I'm going to tell a different story or I'm going to tell it a different way every time. So we just drip that information on them. So we say, you know, we send every single day a video to the owner, the service manager, whatever. And like, there's a f- multiple ways to implement this in the business. The number one way is to... Put it on a tv and everybody's in a team huddle so that you can have a quick discussion about it right that's the ideal way but look some places don't meet every day or they only meet once a week or whatever so we can also send the technicians directly either via text or email to their phones Uh, Mm -hmm. but the owner or the manager is going to have to follow up and be like hey what'd you think of that lesson this morning you you know Um, but that's how we do it i see that if
0: it's three to five minutes that's not something that's that's daunting, right? It's not hard to do. It's easily digestible, and then it's easy to apply to real life because I'm sure if you were just to sit and give a 30 minute lesson, you'd be dropping so much on them that it would be overwhelming and hard to actually pick out what to prioritize and to apply
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know I do it in very down to earth terms. It's stuff that they can uh, relate to, and you know, look, I don't care what trade you're in. When you go ring a doorbell at Mr. and Mrs. Jones' house, it, it's all basically the same when it comes to your soft skills and to creating yeah. a five-star service experience. It, it really doesn't matter. So we sell to exterior building cleaning, window washing, carpet cleaning, pest control, landscapers. I mean, you name it. We have clients in those verticals uh, because it's all the same. It's all mm-hmm. the same stuff. And then what we've... we You know, so... What was happening is we we started doing that, and then our clients were calling us up going, hey, I need this, or hey, I need that. So um, my wife was our lead CSR at at our company, a customer service representative. And, you know, what is the CSR's job to do? Number one, make you feel warm and invited when you make that phone call. And, And number two, either sell on the phone or get somebody in the company to the door to sell in person, you know. And uh, so we started – and she's a very good CSR and, and actually became a CSR coach after we sold the business. So now she's doing a weekly CSR training for Super Tech University as well because, look, man, if your CSRs are no good, you're in deep trouble in your service business because yeah. you, so much money is won and lost on that, phone, that first phone call. So we do a weekly. Tra- that's a once weekly training, and that can be sold, Jake, as a standalone or an add-on. And they can. It's not on the website yet. Like you're the first guy I've told publicly. <laughs> so it's an exclusive for you. I'm um,
0: here,
1: folks. That will that will be coming out in the next week or two on our website. Um, mm-hmm. And then we also, I started, I started something that I did in house. I kept making the same mistake over and over. I needed a we were at the point where we needed our first service manager. So what did I do? I took my best technician and made him the service manager. Well, guess what? He didn't have any of the skills required to be a service manager. He was just a good tech, right? Yeah. So he failed miserably and and it ended up he left the company cuz he was embarrassed and and nobody was happy and he wasn't happy. And, you know, at first I didn't realize what the problem was. I was just like, why was he such a good tech and then so bad at being a service manager? And then it kind of dawned on me, like, we didn't train him to be a service manager. He had no idea what it meant to be a service manager. So I started like an in-house mastermind every Wednesday within our own service business. And I said, hey, you know, anybody who's thinking of becoming a service manager I'm going to do training every Wednesday night at 6. If you feel like coming, great. If you don't, that's cool. But you'll, you'll learn the skills and what it takes to be a good service manager. Mm-hmm. And I would have technicians who thought they wanted to be one and then sit in my class and be like, you know, Eric, can I, can I just stay in the van? Like, absolutely. That's, we want to put you in the best spot you can be. And I, I have so many friends, when I tell them the story of me turning my service my best tech into a service manager and losing them, they all laugh because they're like, yeah, I did that too. Yeah. So now we have a video course called Service Manager Leadership Training. It's a once-a-week video. They're a tad longer. They may be six or seven minutes. And it's really giving that person who maybe is a service manager and they're struggling through it because nobody ever trained them how to be one or the person that somebody wants to make into a service manager, it's giving them the skills that they actually need so they can be successful. Because there's nothing worse than losing an awesome employee because you shove them into the wrong seat on the bus. So uh, there was a great call for, for that training and we're releasing that like next week. We, we have it in beta with several companies and the feedback's been good. Wow, so, and you said so, that was on your website? It will be next week. So I don't know when you, this is going out, but.
0: Yeah. So what I'm, gonna, what I'm going to assume, based on the amount of podcasts we have in the queue, that this will be right around the time this goes live. This episode will probably go live when your website goes live with that. So could you please share, what's the URL for that website? How do people find that?
1: Sure. It's uh, supertechu.com. So that's S-U-P-E-R-T-E-C-H, the letter u. Dot com. And then all of all of our offerings are as you scroll down the website, they're all they're all there individually. So you'll you'll see there's a silver, gold and platinum package when it comes to the technician training. And then there's for those in the carpet cleaning and restoration space, there's an IICRC course where they can get continuing ed credits. And then Mm -hmm. you'll see the CSR and the service manager training there as well.
0: Well, that sounds fantastic. And so uh, if if
1: you are listening to this
0: podcast and you are agreeing with everything that Eric is saying, as I'm sure many of you will, if not all of you, go check out the website, supertechu.com. Go check that out. And actually, uh, I'm very excited because I know that Eric today has brought a promo for us. We've been able to negotiate a little bit of a promotional uh, deal for everyone listening to this podcast. So Eric, what is the promo for the listeners of this podcast?
1: I gave Jake a deal because he's from uh, he's from my neck of the woods, so he gets uh, he gets preferential treatment. So, if they go to supertechu.com dot com forward slash podcast offer, uh, our our gold package is normally one hundred and fifty seven a month, and that's for the whole company, not per technician, right? So that that's another point I want to make. For like what it costs nowadays to like fill up the van once, you can get your training for the whole team. I mean, this is. Our goal, Jake, we have a mission before I get to the, the final mm-hmm. offer. We want to we have 10,000 service technicians watching these every day. You figure the average guy does three calls a day, says so 30,000 calls that we're impacting a day. If you put that over a year, that's just shy of 8 million service calls a year that we're having a positive impact on. That's our wow. mission. And that's why the price is so cheap. But we're going to make it even cheaper for your listeners, right? So if they go to supertechu.com forward slash podcast offer, we're going to go from 157 a month for the gold package down to 139 a month. And once you're, once you're in and you stay, it locks that price in forever. Like I have, I have people, Jake, from three years ago, like my first probably 25 customers, I just did an introductory offer at 20 bucks a month like to see if anybody would buy. I have guys still paying 20 bucks a month. Wow. Because once you're in and you don't leave, we don't. You're, that's your rate.
0: That's amazing. So
1: you know, if that rate goes up, your guys are going to get it for one thirty nine a month forever. So go lock it in. <laughs> lock, so, lock,
0: that's what I'm trying to tell them. <laughs> so one more time, just for anyone who uh, who's hitting replay or re- refresh, fifteen seconds or thirty seconds, so they can hear that again. What is? How do they get that offer again?
1: Yeah, you go to U dot com forward slash podcast offer. And then, right. uh, it, what it is, it's a landing page and the offer with that new price will be just, just there specifically for them, for your listeners. Right. Well, thank you. What we'll do is we'll put that down in the description. If you missed it once again and you want to just find
0: it in the description, that'll be in the description down below of this podcast. So thank you very much for that, Eric. And I'm sure that uh, we will have a bunch of audience members who are very excited to, to check you out and very happy they got a, a great promotional offer, so I appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you for having me on. Really appreciate it. It was fun. My pleasure. So before we wrap, though, I do have a question for you. All right. So I know that you, you have some great stories, and I know that everyone on these podcasts loves stories that are relatable, and that you can learn a lot from them and, and pull a lot from them. Sure. So, Eric, what are some of the biggest changes you have seen in companies based off of this super tech training? training from these soft skills i'm sure you've you've seen big changes in companies do you have any testimonials or stories you've heard from someone that you're shocked at how much it's affected their company
1: yeah absolutely and and if people go to supertechu.com there's testimonials on the video on in video form that they could see but i'll tell one story of a a guy i i went i also do one-on-one coaching especially with restoration companies and uh I had a client that had been using the videos every day for religiously for a year, year and a half. And, uh, you know, he said, This guy is my best guy. So I did a week on site. So while I was on site, I said, You know, don't play the videos. I'll just do the lessons live for your team this week. You know, it will be fun for them, fun for me. So every morning I do the lesson. And there's this guy who's supposedly his best guy, just Sitting like standing in the back, arms crossed, looking at me like he wants to kill me and that this is like the biggest waste of time, you know, and I'm just sitting there like that guy hates my guts. He hates these lessons, you know, and and you know how it is When when you speak in public, you always see the one person that looks like they hate you. And you can't. Yeah. So then the rest of the week, I'm trying to like get him to engage. Like I'm giving the lessons and I'm like doing the dog and pony show. Nothing crossed arms, stone faced. I don't want to be here. Kind of look. And I'm like, okay, well there's nothing I can do. He just doesn't like me. doesn't like them. I, I don't know. And, uh, so anyways, last day and I was leaving and I went out to the parking lot and the car to get my rental car to go to the airport. And, uh, He comes out of the warehouse and he's charging at me. And I'm like, does he hate the lesson so much? He wants to fight me or something, you you know, and he's He's charging. I mean, he's not, he's not running, but he's moving fast with purpose. And I'm like, all right, here we go. I haven't been in a fight in a long time, but I guess I'm going to (laughs) get one today, you know? And uh, so, uh, as he's getting close, I, you know, I stop and I put my bag down and, he says, uh, "Hey, can I talk to you?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, sure," you know. And he goes, uh, "I just want to let you know these lessons have changed my life." Wow! And I'm like, "Really?" I said, "I spent the whole week with you, like looking like you want to kill me," you know. I and he goes, "No, no, no, man. I'm listening intently." And then wow. come to find out, he was a single dad. He's a single dad. Oh. Wow. And basically, the provider for his parents and his son. And, you know, he hadn't had an upbringing where there was a lot of self-awareness or introspection into yourself. (laughs) So, you know, he was starting to tell me how he does. He took – he was taking the lessons, Jake, and taking them home to his son and playing them for his like 14-year-old who played sports saying, look, all the lessons here, these are the lessons for success in life in general, not just my work.
0: Wow. And I was like –
1: I was – I was blown away, dude. Like, I, you know, I, I, shoot, I shoot these lessons in my little basement studio by myself at night when nobody's awake. And to think that something that I did had that effect on somebody is humbling beyond all words. And I hear stories like that all the time, dude. And that's what makes me frustrated. I get yeah. a little frustrated with a lot of owners who are probably a lot like I used to be who are mm-hmm. like I'm not taking the time to do that or they're just technicians like I'm not investing in them they're going to leave me in 3 months anyway and it's like well no dude they won't leave you if you're investing in them. You know yeah. and that's one of the things can I make one final point I, I hope I'm yeah. not droning on but No no this has been amazing. You, you asked dude. for you asked for positive this is what I hear, and and you know, most owners don't have enough time, especially a smaller service business, to crunch all the data. So that they don't give me figures like my employee retention is this much better, or, you know, whatever. But I can tell you this, and and this comes from the restoration industry. There's a big restoration industry survey in a, in a subsequent book that came out recently, and I think the numbers, whether you're pressure washer or carpet cleaner or plumber, they got to be similar, right? So in the field technician business, why do they stay? They stay because the company invests in them, right? So, okay, what are what am I doing every day if I'm buying you a lesson, and taking the time to give you a video lesson and talk to you about it? That's a touch. That's an investment. Yeah. But even more importantly than that, so – that person's probably more apt to stay longer because they feel cared for, right? Then the next thing where do most new technicians? I'm using technicians because that's usually the highest turnover place, right? Mm-hmm. 59% in the restoration industry, 59% of all new technicians to a company come from an existing technician in that company. So what are they doing? They're sitting at the bar. And their buddies are, you know, working some other job similar to theirs. And they go, I hate my boss. I hate this company. This place sucks. I got to find a new job. They're like, dude, come work at my company. They invest in me every day. They're teaching me skills that not only I can use at work, but I use outside of work. Like I have a good place to work. Come, come with me. And that's what I'm hearing from clients. They're just like, we're keeping people longer. Like wow. – and, and they're more engaged because I think most studies say like 70 percent of employees tend to be disengaged at work. 20 percent mm. are actively engaged and then one, one out of 10, 10 percent are actively disengaged and trying to take the other 70 percent with them. You know, yeah. And I just know in my own service business, I would say in the early days that was probably spot on. Wow. So what what happens to your service company if you take 70% of your team? Let's say you had a team of 10. And seven of them like, yeah, my job's fine, but I don't really care about it all that much. It's just a paycheck. And then you got two guys that are doing the best they can. One guy's trying to ruin your life, right? So you're going to fire him or her anyway. And then but what if I could take the seven that are kind of like, "Eh, whatever." And all of a sudden four of those seven are like, "I love it here." Mhm. You just kicked every competitor's rear end because they have seven guys that don't care. Yeah. So that's our goal is like we want people to stay in jobs and feel like they're actually making a difference.
0: Wow. And I can tell you're making a difference. And Eric, that story you, you just told uh, about the single father who brings the brings the lessons home to his – to his child or children, I'm not sure. But either way, that I'm sure that profound effect that you see, that is probably why you do it. I'm sure that is why you do it.
1: That's 100% why I do it, 100%.
0: That was powerful. So, wow. Thank you, Eric, for this fantastic episode today. Uh, Um, Thank you. I,
1: I, I really appreciate you coming on. No, I appreciate the invite and we'll have to do it again, Jake, when we can get Larry on too because look, Larry's got a lot of amazing stories and Larry's our kind of like director of community and he Mm. would be the guy to tell you like he knows every client and he's driving in a van right now, Jake, around the country, going from client to client in our Super Tech U van, going and doing live lessons and meeting the teams. Like We're trying to create a community here, not just a product.
0: And so what I will say is that we did try to get Larry on today. Unfortunately, the connection from the super tech van wasn't strong enough. So I will say we will get Larry on so we can get both of the old college roommates, both co-owners, both co-hosts of the podcast. We'll get you both on here. All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate your time. Absolutely. So thank you. I appreciate your time, Eric. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to everyone in the audience who listened today. Go check out Eric and Larry's uh, podcast, the Blue Collar Nation podcast. Go check them out. Where are you? Uh, Where can they find the podcast real quick?
1: Podcasts, I mean, basically anywhere you find podcasts. But I I think like 90% of all of our listenership comes from iTunes. So if you just go into iTunes and type in Blue Collar Nation, it will pop right up.
0: All right. Thank you. So go check out Blue Collar Nation. Uh, Go check out supertechu.com podcast as well if you want the deal and um, we will definitely have them back on stay tuned in the next coming weeks we have a fantastic roster of guests that keep on coming uh, from a huge convention and other conventions that that we'll be going to in the near future so uh, stay tuned we're gonna have some fantastic episodes but in the meantime please what you can do to help this podcast grow if you like what you're hearing the experts we're having on please like subscribe. And rate and review so that people know that uh, this is a good podcast to check out. And then please, the most important thing you could do is share this episode. Share online. But if you know any technicians, any uh, home service business owners, pressure washing or not, please share this episode with them if you think this can help them grow their business. So thank you again, Eric. Thank you very much to the audience for listening. And we'll see you next week.
1: If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and smash that subscribe button. And don't forget to hit the bell so you won't miss our next episode. This episode was produced by Jake Aronson. This has been a Pair Payments production.